Throughout the regular season, I have consistently complained about the quality of play in the NFL. First two months of the season, absolutely atrocious. Offenses were struggling to score in a league that caters to offense. Now, I attributed part of my apathy towards the NFL to the fact that my Saints are a huge embarrassing failure. Since Drew Brees retired and Sean Payton left New Orleans, I just haven't enjoyed watching my Saints. And who can blame me? I mean, would you enjoy watching your team? Would you support your team if your head coach was Dennis Allen? Even when the Saints were struggling like those three consecutive seven and nine seasons from 2014 to 2016, I still enjoyed the rest of the NFL product. September to January, my Sundays were consumed by the NFL. I'd wake up in the morning, watch the four-hour pregame show on NFL Network. 12 o'clock, I'd have my dual TV set up, one TV showing the Saints game, the other NFL Red Zone for the next seven hours. Later that night, Sunday night football on NBC. Monday night, Thursday night. Looking back at it now, I spent a lot of time watching the NFL. But over the last couple of years, something in me has changed. Like I said, part of the apathy is because of the Saints. Part of it is the quality of play, the decline in quality of play. Although, for the most part, I think the playoffs this year have been fantastic. Now, I'm sure some of it has to do with me getting older, too. As we get older, our priorities tend to change. Things that we thought were critically important to us when we were younger, they're just not as important as we get older. But yesterday, I was reminded of the real turning point. Yesterday, I was reminded of what really destroyed my passion for the NFL. I didn't know it at the time, but January 20th, 2019, that changed my entire perception of this league. Five years ago yesterday, NFL officials, they completely robbed the Saints, robbed Drew Brees and Sean Payton of their chance to win a second Super Bowl. It was the most egregious no-call in the history of sports. It was inexcusable. For the first time in my life, I started to buy into the theory that the NFL could be rigged. But KC, the Saints still had a chance to win that game. Yeah, that's the narrative that Roger Goodell and the NFL front office want us to believe. But I was in the Superdome that day. I was at the NFC Championship game. Once the anger and the outrage subsided, the energy inside the Superdome, it was gone. We knew. We knew. The Saints were not going to win that game. In terms of sports, it was the worst day of my sports life. Fans, players, the city, the entire region, we never got over it. Sean Payton never got over it. Drew Brees never got over it. Here we are five years later, and people are still pissed off about it. But there was more loss that day than just a football game. For a lot of people, myself included, we lost our passion for the NFL. Now, that doesn't mean that I have quit watching the league. Obviously, I still watch the NFL every Sunday, but I just don't have the same excitement. I don't have the same enthusiasm that I used to have. For me, that's my reason. But for others, they have lost their enthusiasm for the NFL for another reason the league's dedication to Woke United Methodist. Thursday morning, the NFL announced their pregame lineup for the Super Bowl. Post Malone, a man who has more tattoos than hit singles, <laughs> Post Malone is going to sing America the Beautiful. Now, 
I know I am not in tune with modern music. I listen to real music from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. But I thought Post Malone was a rapper. I didn't realize that he was also a singer. Good for him, though. Good for him. I'm sure he will be great at the Super Bowl. Country music legend Rima McIntyre, she's going to be singing the national anthem. Now, I have never been into country music, but I know that Reba McIntyre is incredibly talented. But, but, if I put on my woke hat, if I put on my woke hat, I notice a glaring problem with this lineup. I'll give you guys a second to grab your woke hat so we can properly analyze this problem together. All right. Now that our woke hats are properly applied, let's look at this lineup for the Super Bowl through the eyes of the mainstream media. This lineup is egregious. Where is the diversity? Where is the equity? Where is the representation of all people? For the third consecutive year, the NFL, they're going to have a performance of Lift Every Voice and Sing, or what the mainstream media calls the Black National Anthem. The anthem will be performed by Andra Day or Andra Day. Now, I had never heard of her before. Once I looked her up, I did recognize her for her song Rise Up, which was released, I think it was in 2016. Andra Day is a great singer, a very talented performer, but this is not about her. This is not even about the Black National Anthem. This is about the NFL and their virtue signaling. This is about the NFL and their conflicting message. On the surface, does it really hurt anyone if the Black National Anthem is played before the Super Bowl? No. On the surface, is it really, is it really a big deal? No. The problem here, though, is the underlying message that this sends. Over the past few years, what message has the NFL been sending to its audience? Now, keep in mind, the NFL has the largest audience in the country. This is the largest platform, which is why deacons at Woke United Methodist have been pushing for years to infiltrate the league. Over the past few years, what has been the message that the NFL has been sending? End racism, unity, equity, we're all in this together. If you don't believe me, just watch one game. These messages of false unity are on the back of helmets. They have painted in the back of the end zone. The league donates millions of dollars every year to woke organizations. With that being the case, let me ask you something. Since the NFL is supposedly dedicated to unity, how is presenting two national anthems going to unify us? Better yet, how is that equitable? Seems to me the message here is we have one national anthem for everyone else. White people, Hispanic people, Jewish people, orange people, orange man bad! We have one national anthem for LGBT people, Buddhist people, Catholic people, Baptist people. And we have an entirely different national anthem for black people? Why? I thought we were living in the era of inclusion. Doesn't seem very inclusive to me to exclude the black community from the national anthem. Last I checked, there were thousands of black people defending this country during the war on terror in the Middle East. There were thousands of black people defending this country during World War II, the war in Vietnam, and the handful of other wars. Last I checked, Black people were just as important to the success of this country. They helped build America. They have made positive contributions to America. Now notice, I said America. 
There is not a black America and a everyone else America. There's just America, all of us. So I'm struggling to understand how the playing of two national anthems is supposed to unify the country. The Super Bowl is the biggest event of the year. It's the one time of year where damn near everyone, the entire country, is watching the same thing at the same time. It's the one time of year where the entire country is brought together. This does not happen during the NBA Finals. This doesn't happen during March Madness. Damn sure doesn't happen for the World Series in Major League Baseball. On the biggest stage of the year, why would the NFL play two national anthems in the name of mythical unity? You know, this has nothing to do with unity. This has nothing to do with Andre Day and the Black National Anthem. This has everything to do with divisiveness. The mainstream media, deacons at Woke United Methodist, they are doing everything they can to divide us. Make this make sense. In the name of unity, we are playing two national anthems. Name another country in the world that plays two national anthems. What happens if Hispanics want their national anthem to be played at the Super Bowl? Thanks to John Biden, we have an additional 10 million people living in this country. Shouldn't they have representation too? What about Canadians? There's almost a million Canadians living here in America. In the name of equity, shouldn't we be playing the Canadian national anthem? How about the Guardians? We have over 5 million Guardians, or as the Washington football team likes to call them, Commanders. There's over 5 million Native Americans living in this country. I know they have traditional songs. Shouldn't they be represented at the Super Bowl? With all this equity, the pregame show, it's going to be longer than the Super Bowl itself. Next thing you know, deacons at Woke United Methodist, they'll be pushing for equity on the football field. We can't have winners and losers. No, 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 no. That's not very equitable. Losing has the potential to hurt feelings. In the name of equity, the Super Bowl must end in a tie. That way, each team goes home equally miserable. In 1991, Whitney Houston sang the national anthem at the Super Bowl. It was an iconic performance, arguably the best performance of the national anthem. It was so iconic, we're still talking about it over 30 years later. It's one of those moments that brought people together. George Bush throwing out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium after 9-11, another moment that brought people together. Hell, the Super Bowl used to do the same thing. Now it's turning into an event that pushes division. And that's what this is about. This is not about lift every voice and sing, which is a beautiful song. This is not about the NFL catering to the black community. If you think that's what the NFL's doing here, you are mistaken. The NFL is catering to the mainstream media and woke United Methodist. Have you noticed this season? The mainstream media, they have not been nearly as critical of the NFL over the last 15 years, the mainstream media, they have done everything they could to destroy the perception of this league. Concussions, player safety, black quarterbacks, black head coaches. Have you noticed we haven't been hearing these same complaints from the media as much? I wonder, I wonder if it has anything to do with the NFL finally falling into compliance. 
All right, this is going to be the only video for today. I've got a lot to do this afternoon. I am relaunching the channel on Rumble. For some reason, Rumble, they won't allow me to change the name of the channel to Behind the Line. It's always been registered under BTLKC84. I have no idea why. And I'm tired of fighting them over it, so I'm just going to launch a new channel under the name Behind the Line on Rumble. Also, i got to give the kid another driving lesson this afternoon and the fiancé. She wants me to help hanging what she calls decorations in the living room. So we'll be back to our regular schedule tomorrow. But in the meantime, give me your thoughts on this. Third year in a row, NFL playing two national anthems at the Super Bowl. Why do you think they're doing this? What are their intentions here? Are they doing this to unify us? Are they doing this to further divide us? Or... Is this just the NFL caving to the pressure and trying to appease the mainstream media? Give me your reason. Let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate your support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.